Yo, yo, what up, what up? Welcome to the WTF Should I Do With My Life podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Sokol. And this episode is an episode where I do some deep group coaching in a community setting. I'm working with people specifically in the times of the corona quarantine and the pandemic and reconfiguration of the world as we've known it. And I wanted to really support people in not just getting through this experience, but in getting the gifts that this experience may have to offer them to allow what's happening to sculpt them into a deeper, more profound and more fulfilled version of who they are so that ultimately they can live with that deep sense of purpose with an open heart, feeling like they've got the mental toughness and the emotional mastery to uh, navigate and to um, really create a life that, that deeply matters to them no matter what's going on externally in the world. So these are people who are sharing deeply and vulnerably and authentically. I appreciate them and I appreciate you for being willing to see how can you grab an insight here that can help you to live with a deeper sense of purpose and more of an open heart. Let's jump in. So we'll kick things off with a meditation to drop in. And uh, the more present we can be, the deeper we can go. The deeper we can go, the more you can not just connect with yourself, but connect with um, what you are most inspired to do with your life. So we'll start that way. And you can let your eyes close and adjust your body in any way that would feel supportive for you. And we'll start by exhaling the air out. Taking a nice inhalation through the nostrils, down the throat, into the heart and the belly. And letting it go and kind of shaking out a little through the mouth, just shaking your body a little bit, whatever way feels good. Coming back to stillness. Nice deep breath through the nose. And then making a noise as you let it go through your mouth. Moving ah. in whatever way your mouth would feel good to move. Again, nice deep inhale through the nose. And then actually making a pretty obnoxiously loud noise as you let it go. Ah. Just moving the energy in your body, dropping out of the head into that energy in your body and just getting it to move. Again, nice deep inhale through the nose. I'll let you choose what you want to do with this exhale here. And one final breath together through the nose. to open if there's any way your body wants to move in order to wake up in order to feel a little bit more alive it's welcome to do so just imagining someone like jumping up and start shadow boxing all of a sudden I'm like what the fuck it's not what I meant but awesome 
All right. So a few themes are present for me today, and we'll see how they and if they relate to you. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll surprise you. Maybe I'll start talking. and be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And then as the call goes on, maybe something will click. And you'll say, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting that. And um, the first theme is that what you take to be so personal and about you and your experience of being alive didn't actually start with you. And so much of what we identify with as far as who we are and what we go through and this kind of like inner world that we live inside of that feels so unique and personal to us actually is way more influenced by our lineage and our ancestors than we realize. Not just by our parents, but our grandparents, our grandparents' parents, and that the generational trauma actually gets passed down. And perhaps they didn't have the, the wording to be able to identify it, but so much of what we experience actually that we think is who we are actually didn't start with us. It's been in our heritage for quite some time. And given that, we have this kind of divine opportunity to be the one who, um, who alchemizes that suffering into something beautiful. And in some ways, that pain that may be with us can go on to inform our purpose in a much deeper way than just a kind of what would be nice to do with my life, which, which is cool and awesome. And I want to offer you something a little bit deeper here that um, maybe is below the surface. So that's the first theme. It didn't start with us. And so much of what we take personal is actually generational. And the second theme is around unhooking from karmic patterns. What the fuck does that mean? So unhooking from karmic patterns. Um, most likely, you have a um, certain set of patterns that are reoccurring patterns in your life. And karmic philosophy would say that you are incarnated and you came to have this experience on earth in order to burn that karma, to kind of learn the lesson and, um, and unhook yourself from the karma or from the pattern. And um, this is why it often feels like we're challenged by the same thing over and over again. Like that's our karma. That's um, what we're here to learn. And sometimes that's really painful and there's a lot of suffering involved in that. And sometimes you can just make a very uncomfortable choice to unhook from that sacred suffering. And that might mean interacting with someone in a different way than you normally interact with them. That might mean doing the thing that kind of feels like a violation toward this unconscious agreement that you have with someone or unconscious agreement that you have. And this is the way I live my life. And if I don't do it this way, it feels like I'm a bad person. So I want to hold the possibility that there's this kind of set of reoccurring patterns in your life that is actually part of your karmic journey, your life's purpose to be here to unhook from. And 
Let's see what comes up today. Didn't start with us. We're here to unhook from our reoccurring patterns of suffering. Oh yeah, where do we go from here? Hmm. So I wanna open the floor up to anyone who might like support. And it doesn't need to be related to either of those two things that I just said. Most likely you weren't thinking about that when you came into our session today. You're probably thinking about like, how do I get some support or I'm feeling lazy or the quarantine's killing me or my career, like something like that. Um, so don't worry about needing to speak to either of those things. Just speak to what's present for you. And the question that I'll put out there is, um, What is it that you'd like support with? What is it that you would like to change? What is it that you're inspired to shift or create? Any of those. Yeah, and just put your hand up if there's anything that you'd like support with and I'll, I'll track you guys. I see Reno has his hand up, Laura put her hand up. Let's, let's start with Reno. Um, so let me just do a check-in before we jump in. How you doing, Reno? Yeah, um, grateful to be here. And um, I'm still waking up, so there's like a little bit of this like disoriented feeling. Also notice some grief in my body. <clears throat> like this, it's like subtle, but sort of this feeling like, like I kind of want to cry. Um, I don't know if I will. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I noticed that when I find myself sharing in these spaces, especially like this, um, there's always like this initial judgment, um, which I speak to, you know, <clears throat> that it seems a bit redundant, me asking for any sort of support or help, you know, I should, I should have it figured out. Um, yesterday in your human AF, uh, call I um yeah I was really moved by a number of the sentence stems that were brought up and I was lying in bed journaling last night and I wrote down um the the sentence stem like what do you what do you want to do what what is what is something you want to do that doesn't make sense I think it was <clears throat> and I'd said paint my room blue and do a style series on YouTube and I was thinking about it, and what I realized is that some of these things that I tell myself don't make sense to do, I think are probably like somewhere deep inside of me, like the most relevant. Um, and, and, and me give way to other things as I, as I start making them need to make sense and just indulge, enjoy, like step into them. So that clicked for me last night. 
And, and yet I'm still noticing this sort of, um, it's kind of a resistance. I also feel some apathy in there. Like, um, at this amazing coaching session yesterday with this guy and <laughs> we, it was the most organic thing. I, I ended up in his apartment. I had just met him um, like a week ago yesterday through a friend and he was just so moved by what I had to say and what I was doing um, in terms of my vocation. And he's like, wow, this is amazing. I didn't really know much about this. Like, can we have a call? And I thought, wow, this is so beautiful. And like, I could cry again. Um, Cause I watched him just like break down in tears in front of me and, and say to me, like, I didn't have hope. Um, I, I didn't have much hope and I couldn't feel it until, until we had this call. And yeah, it just felt really gratifying and it felt really good to know that I could maybe have an impact on someone like that, you know, just by showing up and being a space. Like it didn't feel hard. It felt easy and, and it felt good and it felt right. And yet I still find myself just feeling this resistance to like, like showing up, you know, um, like sometimes I feel tired and like, I, I just don't want to coach or I just don't want to save the world. Like maybe I just want to go about my day kind of casually and do a, a whole lot of nothing, to be honest. Sometimes maybe like write something, talk to someone. Sometimes even, even the idea of that just feels like too much and yet I look around and there's so many people doing so much you know and and also people hurting and suffering and who don't have freedoms and luxuries and privilege so to speak that maybe I have um and I have trouble with the idea that I might be taking that for granted when I look on my Facebook feed and see you know prisoners being slapped around and you know, third world countries. And I'm like, what, what, like, what can I do? I want to do something, you know? And, and at the same time, I just want to go back to bed, you know, cause it's all too much. <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot there. Um, and I think just being able to say it out loud and feel that, cause I don't do that everywhere. And so I'm really grateful that Sensify has been that space for me for years. Um, even just saying all of this out loud means so much to me. Like, I appreciate it so much. Yeah. 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 Yeah, brother. <sighs> yeah. 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 Well, I'll start by acknowledging your self-awareness and just your capacity to say, wow, I have some sadness that's present with me and some grief in and of itself is a win. Yeah. The capacity to notice, here's my inner experience. Let me be in relationship with that instead of try to power through and go into a toxic masculine action taking 
mm-hmm. with dishonoring what's actually there inside of you. So beautiful, like beautiful place to start. And then your inquiry around like, and <laughs> there's people I want to help. I'm inspired to do shit. There is some things that I, I want to go toward that may not make complete sense, but actually I do get lit up around them. And at the same time, I kind of just want to lay in bed for a while. What do I do here? Is, is an inquiry that um, I think everyone can relate to in some fashion. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a few threads. Let's see where we go with it. Mm-hmm. The first piece that came up for me, uh, Reno, was around inspired to versus obligated to. Yeah. It's like I'm inspired to help those people. Awesome. And I know you are. And just be in relationship with the part of you that feels obligated to, because that is actually, um, I, would, I would argue, rooted in fear. It's not the highest, clearest um, energy from which to take action. No. There could be an energy of I'm devoted to, like I'm devoted to that, but it's not quite the same as like I'm supposed to, I should, I'm obligated, I owe it. None of those are inherently true. Yeah. So I'm inspired to take action. And I also... And I'd have you scan for really, okay, how much of this is about I'm inspired to do it versus I feel I should do it because of whatever reason. And we've all got reasons why we feel like we owe something. And then with that discernment of like, actually, I know there's prisoners who are getting slapped around and I'm actually more inspired to paint my room blue. Yeah. Like, like own that. Like, okay. Like own that you fucking want to paint your room blue. And it's not, you, you didn't put those people in prison. There's, you know, as we said, there's something that's been happening way larger here for a long time than you or me and depleting our soul and our inspiration and our energy in order to try to go fix that isn't going to work out well for us or for anyone in the long run. So, there's a quote, it's like, um, I may have shared this on the call yesterday. Uh, there's a quote which used to resonate with me so much that just came back into my life synchronistically right now. It's like spiritual classic, this quote, which is, um, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And if painting your room blue helps you come alive, I know your heart and I trust that the more alive you are and the more resourced you are, the more spirit you have inside of you, the more you'll feel fueled when it's time to go help the people who are in prison. Yeah. 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 That lands for me big time. <clears throat> Cause that's, I, I think in a lot of ways, like that's, that's like really all I want, you know, like to me, I, in, in this sort of perceived apathy, I, like I sat on the bedroom floor the other day and I wrote something and it was like this really beautiful piece and it was so like sensual 
and 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 I remember sharing it with a couple of people, and they were just like, "Wow, like I I don't want to open my eyes. You know, I want to stay in this place that you created through your words." And and for me, like it's, I feel like it's always been about that, and maybe there's some judgment about like lighting up the world. You know, like like something about that just feels so good that I that I could light people up, that I could create a space that would light people up, that would turn people on, you know, that anything I do, whether it's in the form of written word or creating a space or holding a space or having a conversation could light someone up like that. That's, that's really why I feel like I was moved into this work to begin with. And, um, and as you were speaking, another thing that came up for me and that's so interesting, these two words keep showing up in my, in my consciousness as of recently. Um, the word embodiment and the word grace. And so I just heard it. I don't know, I, it just came through me, but it was like embodied grace, you know? And what I'm getting about what you're, what, what you're saying and the way that it's sort of being received in my body and experienced in my body is like, again, it's this idea of like, like as I come to embody grace within myself and for myself, you know, like, yes, it's okay, paint your room. Yes, it's okay that you want to, create a container for people to just like play and enjoy themselves right now maybe get turned on and come alive again like something beautiful comes from that or could come from that more beautiful than than what i step into maybe out of a sense of like duty and obligation you know um and and should yeah yeah that lands, because I, I, I really, yeah, I noticed I really found myself having trouble with just, like, allowing myself to go down those little trails, you know? I want, there, I'll, I'll share real quick, like, there was one, there was one that came to me that I had to write down again last night. When this all started, I thought, you know, it'd be kind of fun to create this, like, podcast series called Toilet Paper and World Peace. I just, mm. I just got this download. I was like, Toilet Paper and World Peace. And I'll just have really cool conversations with people about like how they're navigating this whole thing, you know, and what their outlook is and, you know, and, and yeah. And it just felt kind of fun. I was like, I don't know where that came from, but I, but I didn't do it, you know? Um, and that's okay too, but <clears throat> yeah. So the piece, the piece that's been really helpful for me in this, cause I'm, I'm kind of coaching where I am a bit. Yeah. The piece, the piece that's been really helpful for, for me in this is here's what I know and staying in the here's what I know mm-hmm. without needing to know what it means yeah. or where it will or won't lead. Right. But I know that I'm feeling fired up to paint my room blue. I know that I'm feeling fired up to have a conversation in the context of toilet paper and world peace. And I don't know the business strategy. I don't know the funnel. I don't know if the world wants to pay me for this. And I don't need to know, but I know that I feel energy and then choosing to use energy as a compass for your action. This is giving life through me. It's almost like the universe wants to use me as a vessel to pump this life through when I go this way. And when I go that way, the universe is like, "Eh, there's not much life there. It doesn't mean there's not time to address our fear or time to grow or time to get discomfort. Uh, or uncomfortable, there is, 
But I think for the context of the conversation we're having here, this is about what's going to bring life into you right now and trust that without needing to know where it's going to go. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting to recognize that there's some aspect of myself that every time it's almost like, and again, this hits me in the feels like there's this little guy and he's like, I just want to, I just want to paint my room blue, you know? And I just want to like, I don't know, like create this space and invite people to come play in it or something. Or I just want to, you know, do this thing. And, and then something else is like, yeah, but you know, do, 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 like, what, where's this going? Yeah. But what, what's this gonna, you know? And I see that now. Thank you for pointing that out. It's like, well, because I want to, <laughs> you know, cause I yeah. want to like that. Isn't exactly. that isn't enough? Cause I want to paint my room blue. Cause I want to play, you know, like that's enough. That can be enough. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it sounds like that's what actually got you on this soul path to begin with was that kind of like, Oh, I'm drawn in this direction. And I don't know what the hell it's about or where it's going to lead or how it's going to turn out, but you were willing to follow that even though it didn't make sense. Absolutely, man. Thank you for reminding me of that. Cause it really is. It, it absolutely is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Like just being willing to move into that unknowing repeatedly. And it's so funny how in this moment, and I'm noticing this theme of being, it's, it's kind of full circle to be here right now. And it's been this, this theme recently, these full circle moments where I'm, I'm almost being brought back to basics. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. This is why I started all this, right? Like this is why, this is where this all started. And why? And it's such a beautiful thing. And so, yeah, I'm really feeling that right now. Thank you. Whew. Mm. Chills. Yeah. Mm. So we spoke about the piece of action. Yeah. And inspired and aligned and embodied graceful action. The piece that we didn't speak to was the grief and the sadness. Mm. Now, maybe more inspired and aligned action will start to bring more joy and more of those kind of emotions. Yeah. But I also do want to acknowledge and honor the, uh, the sadness and the grief. And I, and I know this kind of like this balance of like, well, do I paint my room blue? Or do I take that action and I feel kind of bummed out a bit? So what I would encourage for that, Reno, is to, there's almost a way in which we dishonor it by not wanting it there. No. It's like, oh, I wish I didn't have to deal with this sadness or grief so I could go do the shit that I really want to do. And in the dishonoring of it, it actually keeps it there longer. Yeah. The, the old Sensify classic adage, which didn't start with Sensify, but I'm going to just own it as a Sensify adage is like, um, what you resist persists. Yeah. So if we like resist that sadness or just deny it or repress it, it'll stay there. And so what I would offer you in the practice that I would, when I'm on my game that I would do and that I would offer everyone is to um, actually create a kind of sacred honoring of that sadness. So it's not this lukewarm experience of like a subtle numb, 
or a subtle sadness that you're like carrying around with you, but it's a full, like, I'm going to show up for you sadness. Like, all right, I'm here sadness. Like, and, um, and so I would, the wording I would use is to create the container for it. And basically that would be a container would be the masculine. And so, and the sadness or emotion or energy would be the feminine. And so we used our kind of masculine capacity to say, all right, so I'm going to give myself two days to just fucking be as sad as I need to be. And I'm going to go through old photos and I'm going to read old notes and I'm going to look at old blog posts and like, I'm just going to be as sad as fuck. And like, just give myself space or I'm going to call a friend inside of that and say, Hey, can I just like, can you just listen to me while I tell you why I'm sad. And at the end of when I'm done talking, I don't want you to give me any advice. I don't want you to tell me any opinion. I just want you to say, I see you, my brother. I get it. That's it. it, Almost like you're throwing a sadness event for two days. Like what would be the different things that you would host during that event? If this was a sadness conference, a solo sadness conference, and how could you schedule in like time with a friend? time to watch this show, time to whatever. And so maybe it's two days. Sometimes, you know, when when we're out in the field or at work, something, and we feel sadness, sometimes we don't have two days. Sometimes we've got, you know, we have, sometimes it's hard to even make an hour. But even then I would encourage, all right, create a container for the sadness for an hour. And what would most honor that? How can you really be with that? And I, and I heard a part of you earlier today that was like, you know, man, I feel a little shame that I like have to speak again and get coached again and like something like that. Brother, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, I've got some, some friends and some colleagues who are fucking amazing who I'm speaking to these days and they're just holding so much that when we, when we talk, I had one of my friends, again, he's, he's coaching entrepreneurs who are running startups and like, he's just like high level shit. And he, and I gave him like a sacred bitching practice, practice of sacred bitching of like embodied, just fucking being like mad and whiny and like, and just let it out. And we did that yesterday for about 10 minutes of like really owning it so they can move the energy through his body in a way that honored it. And I had another friend, I think last weekend also highly successful entrepreneur, same shit, same shit. And it was like, wait, 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 no, no, this is just part of being human. Now let's honor it, create a container for it and be in relationship with it instead of demonize ourselves because it's present. Yeah. Yeah, that feels really good. I don't, um, (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't, um, I don't really allow myself much space for that, you know, (laughs) because, um, I don't know. Yeah, like I spoke to earlier, this space has, like, there have been so many times where like this space has been that space for me 
and out in the world. And I don't blame anyone else for this. And it feels good to be invited and given permission to like call that in, like a sacred space for bitching and grieving. Because I don't really, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I really do that. I'm, I'm always like seeing other people's stuff and like holding space for them, right? Or like feeling, you know, feeling into how other people are feeling and then, you know, sort of supporting them in that. But the, as soon as you spoke to this idea that there could be a sacred container or space or someone who would just, like even that, it's like, wow, someone who would just sit and listen you know, objectively, like no attachment, no fixing or solving, just hear me bitch about like all the things that feel so heavy and so exhausting, you know, it's like my body suddenly just feels light and I can feel the heaviness that I've been carrying in it because I haven't, I haven't had that or I haven't allowed that for myself. It's like, oh, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that was there. I didn't know that I was that hard on myself. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't know that. <clears throat> so you're not the only one. <laughs> Super common. Yeah. yeah. And if we pull it back to the very opening context that I created for the conversation, which is maybe it didn't start with you. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a history in your lineage of there being no space for sadness. Mom, grandma, grandpa, dad, I can see it so clearly. It was there all yeah. along. We didn't, we, yeah. we, we didn't, we didn't really talk about those things. Like we did, but we didn't. But I can see it. It was there the whole time, right? Like we all looked really good. And there was a lot of love and we took people in and we helped people. But behind the scenes, like... <clears throat> There was a lot of pain and trauma and grief. And, and even in me, you know, waking up and just like turning it on because that's what you do. You don't bring that to school. You don't talk about that to your high school friends or your classmates, right? Like you just turn it on and that's what we did. And so we looked really good. And of course, beautiful inside as well. But man, was there grief, you know? Um, and I remember my mom telling me about my grandpa, like, I'm sure he passed carrying some of that. And it's sad to know that, but like he was so secretive and he kept so much of it in. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot like my grandpa too, you know? And so, so, so what if, what if you took it as you are here on behalf of your lineage as the valve to let go of the suffering that they've held for so long? That sadness, yeah, that sadness that and grief that your grandfather carried, you're actually at the leading edge of consciousness in your lineage. And there has been an unconscious uh, sacred contract that you've had with your lineage to quietly suffer because that's what you guys do. And in some ways, you've been honoring that sacred suffering contract unconsciously and, but what if there's almost like the, so I, I can imagine like there's a person and then whoever that is, me, you, your grandfather, whoever, and there's like us. And then there's like 
our lowest self and our highest self. And it's all beautiful and perfect. And like the lowest self has fear involved in it and the highest self has spirit involved in it or love involved in it. And, and so like, I, I, you can almost imagine like connecting with the spirit of your grandfather that may not have been in actual, may not have been what he embodied moment to moment if you knew him or didn't know him, but, but you can almost connect with his highest self and like, and like almost imagine your grandfather's highest self, like cheering you on, like, yes, like Reno, like you did it, brother. Like, woof, like I took the torch as far as I could take it. I'm handing it off to you. And like, and now you're here to free us and free our lineage and free the world from this unconscious suffering of grief that we've been carrying around that we didn't even know we were carrying consciously. Yeah. Wow. It's funny because whew, something about that feels so like different than what I imagined I was doing before. It's weird because I guess in a way I always felt like maybe I was trying to save and do right by like my family and our lineage. Um, and something has shifted in this conversation where like I guess I'm I'm starting to understand that like through my liberation, like the people around me become liberated. And and like I said before, I guess I didn't realize until I you know, until until now that like I I, I was participating unknowingly in in this unconscious, you know, and quiet suffering, right? Um, that continues and I'm just now seeing like the faces of my my brothers and my sister and like just everyone sort of coming up and I'm like wow there's probably so many of us that are feeling this way and and like to be the person who gets to sort of bring that out into the open and and maybe inspire other people to be like hey like I'm not fucking okay right now. <laughs> and that's okay. It's yeah. like, ooh. Because <sighs> I'm sure that's all grandpa wanted sometimes, you know, but didn't have the words or the knowing or the consciousness to say that. Same with my grandma, you know, and probably my mom and probably my brother and, you know, my other, my sister, like her boyfriend you know, and then my nieces and my nephews, maybe, hopefully, you know, ideally, we don't get there. And it's just like, yo, guys, you're good. Like, I see you. I see you. I love you. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like, that opens up so much for me, that, that, that idea. It doesn't feel so heavy. It doesn't feel so obligatory, you know? It's like, oof. <sighs> So toilet paper and world peace conversations for what we just spoke about. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Hey, you're welcome. I didn't expect this at all. Yeah, I didn't expect this at all. 
<clears throat> it feels so good. I caught myself on occasion judging, judging myself for taking up so much time. It's like, man, Reno, you've been on the seat for a while and like, maybe you need to just like bow out and let someone else come in. And like, you don't, you don't, you know, that dialogue still sort of shows up, but I, I'm like, thank you. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. So <sighs> I, I love that you continue to go with it. And what I've found from hosting this kind of thing is that the deeper and more nuanced we could go for you, actually, the more valuable it is for everyone else. Yeah. So it actually may be more valuable for me and you to go really deep and someone who thought they wanted coaching to actually just listen to this yeah. because we, we got to such a beautiful nuanced place. And I, I'm smiling and laughing because I think of the last live event that I went to with, with one of my teachers and coaches and boy, did I fucking take up space. It was like <laughs> 20 minutes of like a town hall me, but no, but that's bullshit. But like, and I just wouldn't let it go because I didn't actually get to the thing that wow. really um, would have made a difference for me. I, I could have just said, okay, all right, I'll try that. But I knew in my heart that I still had this like, no, but I don't actually see it that way. But what about this? Um, so... <laughs> My, my experience in facilitating and knowing the value that one person can have being in the hot seat for everyone, I think I uh, gave myself permission to just take up the whole fucking room with like 150 people for 20 plus minutes or however many people it was. So it once again, you're not the only one. It feels really good to imagine, <clears throat> to imagine that for you, you know? Yeah. Mm. I've, I've obviously never seen that before, but just the idea of you being in that space where you get to, to have that and experience that, um, it feels really good. And like you, it may, not that you weren't human to me before, but like to see that, to hear that, I really appreciate it. It feels good to know that. Oh yeah. And then yeah. I continued to cry silently for like the next 15 minutes while we were in <laughs> session. And then when we broke out of session, I went over to the altar corner and literally, uh, I literally, um, I was in this pose and I was, and I was sobbing, imagining life ripping my limbs from me while I was in open hearted, absolute bliss, just surrendering to the feminine. So, wow. Yeah, I'm not just here on the webcam. I mean, sometimes, but <laughs> occasionally, occasionally I do my own work as well. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I just, in yeah, uh, the last thing I, I suppose I'd like to say is like, and there's so much there. I think to, pr like, to pr like, it's just, I, I'm so excited to kind of integrate all of this because um, it feels so good. Something has opened up. And I just want to say like, thank you for creating the space for me to be human as fuck, you know? It's like, thank, thank you, you know? Because I, I feel like, again, just a full circle moment. Like, that was, that was really what drew me to you and your work all those years ago to begin with. It was like, this guy seems really, like, real, you know? Really human with the F-bombs and the swagger and the, you know, it's like, okay. I want to hear what this guy has to say, you know, and I don't want to jam with this guy. And here we are, you know, so thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Thank you, brother.
<laughs> All right, I'm going to take you off the hot seat here. And I'm going to quickly acknowledge everyone. Thank you guys for holding space with me and with Reno there. And I just want to invite you to take a few breaths in silence right now. Truth be told, I have a few notes that I want to write down. So let's, um, let's just have you guys breathe for a minute and we'll jump right back in. But keep that, keep that kind of feeling in that presence of where you are. All right, just wrote some of my new website right now. Thank you guys. Hmm. So we've got a little bit more time. Um, and I saw that Laura's hand was raised. No, that was quite some time ago. Uh, let me see, Laura, are you available? And would you like support right now? You're muted. Can you unmute yourself? Yes, that I saw someone else's uh, hand also. Rocio. Really? Yeah, I saw Rocio, I think. No? Mm, Rocio, uh, did you have your hand up? No. No? Okay, it's Jason. Jason. Because I'm, I'm willing to go on the karmic pattern, but uh, of course that. <laughs> You bet, but on love, you know, of course, you know me so many years, like. <laughs> all right, all right, well, I, I love this year. So I've, I've coached Laura, I think, the last few calls. So Laura's offering a space. If there's anyone else who'd like support, let yeah. me check in. Is there, is there anyone else here who would like support in the remaining time? Love to see Reno rant, hate, raise his hand again. You're like, actually. All right, no, no one else has their hand up, Laura. Let's, let's play. And, um, and where could we go that would be helpful for you? Um, unhooking from karmic patterns in love, because I yeah. think it's like weird, you know, really. It's okay. I've, it was so painful, but I finally got used to it somehow, but mm. it still is weird. You know, how come the one thing I want, the one thing everybody tells me, oh, I'm designed for it and something like this, and it doesn't work out. You know, okay? I don't get it. And I think they might and be... And let me, I'm going to jump in with you. We're going we're gonna to ping pong here. When you say it doesn't work out, what does that mean? Um, usually, even from childhood, but uh, still recently, I, I really fall in love with people who are like very compatible and and like scared and it ends up not working out either nothing ever starts 
But then, like, for um, I finished one of the two relationships I had in my head, you know, for three years. <laughs> one of the two. Well, let me hang, done, hang. You know. I, I want to I stay with you here. So you said that you fall in love, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't go anywhere. To me, if you fell in love, that seems pretty significant. Like, love itself is somewhere. Yeah. I, I live... Yeah, I love being in love. So it's very energizing. It makes me very happy most of the time. But, you know, I mean, I would like the concrete sometimes. What, and what is the concrete? Just being in a relationship, you know, just like touching each other, talking to each other, trusting each other, like, you know, being together. Not just me sending huge amounts of unconditional love to people who either just give me a very little because they're scared and they're in, out, in, out, or uh, nothing at all, like just like cut me off and, and you know, so. And it's so they not either tons give of you a little, they either give you a little or they cut you off. That's what it feels like, one of those things. And is there anyone, have you ever had an experience where someone wanted to give you, someone was interested in you, but you're well, like, no, thank you. Yeah, lots. Uh, I mean, lots. Okay. All right. All right. So hang on. So hang on. So so we got both sides of it. So it's not just one side. Hang. hang just hang with me. I can feel you. Whoop! I'm like whoop. Let's come back down. Yeah. Okay. Right. So just yeah. hang with me. So we got this one side where it feels like they don't give me anything, or they just give me a little. And in your system, it almost feels like that's that's reality. That's always the truth. But hang on. But I do see on the other side that there are um, people who are interested in you and actually want to give you a lot. And you're just like boring, not into it, like whatever. Right. So you have both sides here. They don't want to give me a lot. They, they're like interested, you know, but they, I mean, they, you know, it's. Well, you probably tell I them no before they have the chance to give you a lot. I just can't get bored. It's impossible. I just can't Exa Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So, so it is both sides. You have people who are interested in you and you're not interested in them. But then you also have people who you're interested in and it feels like they're not interested in you. Is that right? Well, it's actually, it feels that... It feels that they are very, they're very fear comes up. That's why I think about karmic shit because we are like magnets, you know, like the two last people on different level. But the one I didn't close, I still didn't close. I keep closing and it's just reality brings us back together all the time uh, on a professional level. But it, it's, we are very, very, I mean, I can, I'm a woman, you know, I can feel when someone is interested. They're like extremely interested, but it doesn't work out. They're scared. I mess up. Well, so, so, um, so, okay, I gotcha. So you got the passion over here. When you say it doesn't work out, does that mean that you guys don't end up buried next to each other in the same cemetery? No. I mean, what does it mean? Uh, I'm But uh, uh, that means at some point, 
being like yeah Laura, your internet is, like is quite choppy. The is, there, is there a way you could increase your internet quality right now? Yes, yes. Hold on a minute. All that tech work you're doing over there. Let's get Sorry. you some good Wi-Fi. So how is it now? Is it better I'm now? Your video isn't. Um, it's still frozen. Okay. Um, I'm not frozen for myself, but... No. Okay. Uh, I can hear you okay, so that's enough for me. So, so tell, me, um, tell me what does it mean that it doesn't work out? Oh, no, I can't hear you at all now. And it shows these uh, three or four red bars next to your name. Yeah, okay, now I'm back, but okay. should I get, uh, I can hear you again. Yeah, the Wi-Fi was worse actually than the 4G. Should I just shut my video so you hear me better? Yeah, let's do that. You don't mind? Yeah? Oh, no. Okay. All right, so tell me what it means it doesn't work out. It means at no point we are on the same page concerning what we think of the relationship. And what page are you on? Um, well, the one that I'm preoccupied with right now, not the one I just closed. Um, like we have so much to do you know, together. I don't know. It's like what? Like, uh, <laughs> well, like, I mean, of course, <laughs> don't throw me there, you know, making a lot of love. and. <laughs> And so, so you want you want more sex than they want? Is that what you're saying? Uh, that's well, what you mean by not on the same page? Well, it could be no, no. That's you know we didn't even start the relationship with this guy. For I mean I'm crazy about him for three years. It never started even. You know? But each time we have physical contact, like you know, casual, you know, like we we are sitting together, so we touch, and it's just incredible. It's incredible. I, I, it's amazing. I never experienced this. Like I ground myself fully inside his body. It's like, it's just the, 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 the connection is just mind blowing. And intellectually it's the same. We understand each other half sentence, like half sentence. Okay. But he's not interested in a relationship with you. It sounds like. Not now. Not yet. Not now. I don't know. Not now. Sounds like you have he an agenda. Married. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, uh, you know, no, I'm just, I'm okay, you know, but um, it doesn't leave my mind. It does sometimes, it comes back. It, and he, he was married and we were working together when we met each other. So that's pretty normal, actually, that we didn't have an agenda, like we couldn't move on, you know, but it was very intense emotionally and intellectually. And, um, and now he left his wife and not because of me at all. He had his girlfriend, you know, just to like get some steam off. Now he's working. Like situation is moving, you know, in three years. What do you mean? The same for me. I'm taking, you know, more like uh, I'm becoming uh, more, uh, I don't know how to say this. I'm growing up, you know, I'm becoming 
So whatever, I don't, I don't want to give detail because I have so many to give, but I would love that you, you tell me how to unhook from eventual karmic patterns, if this is the problem or if it could be. Sure, yeah. Well, in this example, it sounds like this man is unavailable or not interested. I understand you guys have a spark and there's passion and chemistry, but if he's saying that he doesn't want anything more than that, then that's pretty clear. It doesn't make any, I don't know. I had doesn't a friend who, in your body. Oh no, it doesn't because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And I have a friend, she was like, we had a common friend. I, I put them together. They had like a half relationship. It was so meaningful. It was, they were so well together. And then he was like, okay, no, nothing between us. And he gets mad at me when I talk about the guy. And he's, he says exactly what you say. Oh, well, that's pretty clear. He said, no, it's no. And then, you know what? He got like, he meet this woman. He's like, she's the one. And he keeps talking to the girl, my friend, my girlfriend. And, uh, and then now he's like, oh, I don't know. And he's texting her days and nights. And they're bringing back up intimacy between them. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, just guys yeah. are like, so, oh, I'm in control. Just because I don't want you to love me. Well, that means I'm right. You know, fuck you. Yeah. No, so, actually. And sorry. Go so, ahead. Laura, yeah. No, it's okay. So it sounds like you're choosing a man who is not choosing you. For now? There might be ways when, so that might be your karmic pattern to unhook from, the hope mm -hmm. that one day I'll be chosen. Mm -hmm. And to actually just be with what's real and what's present. Just like with Reno, we spoke about what's real and present. What's real and present is he's not choosing you. And that's heartbreaking in some way. Maybe, I don't know, it sounds like there's something deep here, even though you guys have never officially been together. It might be heartbreak around that. But what's real is that he, he is a no. And to whatever degree he's giving you yes energy is actually untrustable. That's, if he, I can't place blame or judgment on him, but I would guess if he was at his absolute highest self, he wouldn't be leaking yes energy to you when he's not willing to choose you if you want to be chosen. Okay. So your karmic pattern may be actually... Um, feeling this thing that is so exciting and so electrifying in your body that your body experiences as, as absolute bliss and actually choosing to, to say, no, I'm not going to engage in that because we're not on the same page. And even though that feels like that's heaven on earth, we're not on the same page and I need to be true to what it is that I actually want. Okay. So unhooking from karmic patterns also, I didn't say this part in the beginning, is like the fucking most uncomfortable thing in the world. It feels like you'd probably rather do everything else but that. Um, sometimes. And sometimes it's just a choice that suddenly you realize, oh, that actually is what I need to do. Um, sometimes the universe forces you through a set of circumstances to, to learn the lesson. Um, over and over. But I, I would, because we've been talking about this for, you know, on and off for some time. This has been a <laughs> reoccurring theme for you. So I do think this is a karmic pattern of yours, which is I feel electric energy towards someone who is actually not 
trustable and, and that even kind of feels harsh. It's like he's actually being trustable and that he's saying no. And so to actually hear the no and not go into the, but no for now, or maybe one day and, and actually just be with what's present and be with what your heart is actually craving, which is like, yes, I want electricity and I want intensity and I want passion and I want synchronicity. And I also want someone who wants to carve out a life with me or who wants to be on the same page as me. And we, we, we don't rise to the height of our dreams. We fall to the level of our standards. So if your standard is so, you know, and it's not a, a, a kind of critique of you, but if your standard is I'm going to settle for someone who's not giving me what I want. And, I've, and it's been like this for some time. It's not like, all right, you just realized it and now you'll do some work around it. Like this has been a reoccurring thing. If your standard is I'm willing to settle for that, that's what you're going to end up with. You end up with what you put up with. So the karmic pattern that I'd offer you to be inside of like, okay, so this is uncomfortable. And I'm going to raise my standard and unhook from what I get here and actually be willing to have faith that this other thing that my heart is really craving is possible, but I need to unhook and let go from this place where I only get a little bit of that. Okay. I, um, there is one thing about the standard. I, yeah, I'm going to give it more thought, but, uh, the thing is with the standard, with the, what I expect from someone, mm -hmm. um, like the type of person, the type of intellectual and physical connection I want. I don't know anyone. I know hundreds and hundreds of people in, in my city. I don't, I don't know anyone. Like, uh, so, like, yeah. Okay. And I don't feel my well, standard is too low. It's too low about the reciprocity part. Yes. <laughs> I get that, yes. but it's really, really, really not too low because I've given in. That's why I get a lot of people who are interested. And no, sorry, you know, not, not just uh, I make friends with uh, when I can. And, and, and I just, I really want to be progressing all the time. I want to be ever evolving. I want it to be. Uh, you know, really a journey, you know, to, to, to help each other become the absolute best version of each other and, and create stuff in the world. And that's for now, reality didn't present me someone except him to be at this yeah. level of so can you So can you have that, that, can you find that faith and that grace in your heart? to say, I'm going to let go of this hook that's keeping me energetically in this space. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be loyal to and devoted to my heart's desire to actually have both the intellect, the passion, and where we're on the same page. Yeah, and, and having an impact, creating something that, that our yeah, wh whatever. Sure, yeah. yeah, there you go. The relationship impact. You know, and um, 
And of course you don't see it. Of course you haven't seen it yet because you're in this karmic pattern here. Like that's, that's the nature of a karmic pattern. And then you break free from it. And 18 months from now, you're going to look back and say, oh my God, how was I in that crazy toxic circle of just like this looping? Like it's so evident to me now that okay. that was crazy to be in that now that I'm in this other place. But you won't get to that other place, generally speaking, unless you unhook from the pattern you're in, which in some ways won't make sense. Your mind is going to convince you why you, you shouldn't, um, maybe. Uh, but a deeper part of you may say, oh, shit, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I keep I want, doing this pattern. Let me unhook. I want to unhook. What's the best way? Yeah. yeah. Should stop, I kill stop him? choosing to hook. <laughs> no, you stop choosing. That, that's the fucking punchline is you just stop doing the action that you would normally do there. You know okay. what I mean? Those actions will come up where you're like, oh, he just gave me a little bit of yes energy. And then you're like, oh, great. Maybe I'll get something. Like, no, no. He gives you yes energy and you're, you're just, okay, that's cool. And like, I'm not going to engage in that. Or like you see the thing that normally would bring you guys together. And that normally like, when you see that opportunity, you're like, whoop, I'm going to go toward it. And actually you just see it and you just like, don't go toward it. You just, you'll be pulled, you'll be drawn, but it's actually like, what is my heart devoted to? What is my heart asking of me? What is my heart craving? And I'm going to, I'm going to choose to stay in alignment and faithful to that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I like that. I should have put a, I should have put a disclaimer unhooking from karmic patterns and healing (laughs) generational trauma. Not easy shit. Now we know (laughs) that to the website also. (laughs) Okay. Let's try this Wednesday. All right. Yeah. It's going to be, it's, you're not going to get the same dopamine hit. If anything, you might need to create a space for um, sacred sadness or for grieving. uh, Like we spoke about with Reno. So don't, Mm -hmm. don't expect it to feel good. But um, channel your intuition and um, let's see where it takes you. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. All right. I, 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 believe there's a, I believe there's a man out there for you, Laura, who, or woman or gender neutral person or whoever, but a lover out there, a person out there for you who is not only intelligent, incredibly intelligent, but incredibly thoughtful and caring and devoted and committed and interested in growth and, and a mission. Like this man is there. He exists. No two fucking ways about it. There is a man who embodies all of that. And he, on some level, you won't be able to see him until you unhook from this current thing that you're in. But he's there. You might actually walk by him right now and you wouldn't be able to notice him because your attention and all of your, your chi, your life force is drawn up in this kind of toxic tornado pattern. Okay, I really tried. I saw other people, I cut cords, I did so many things. Yeah. I, I fucked other people. I got the other one like back with, with the yeah. great physical connection. Didn't unhook. So I didn't, I'm going to try again. Yeah, and I'll also say, I'm right, open, like, really, to it's, not, it's not a one time. It's not like you're like, okay, great. Like with Reno's case, it's not like, okay, great. I'll feel sad for the next two days and then I'll never have to pay attention to sadness ever <laughs> again for the rest of my life. Done. Yeah. Dope. Right? Like, that's <laughs> not it. It's, oh shit, here's the sadness coming. Instead of repressing, denying, judging it, 
what I'm going to do is actually create a way to work with it and make art with it and kind of own it. And for you, it's, it, you're never going to get to the point, or maybe you will, but I don't imagine it being like instantaneous and easy where you're not drawn to people who have this certain charisma or electric charge or whatever, where it's tempting. Um, but there is a continual kind of being devoted to what your heart is craving and choosing that over the temporary satisfaction and, and dopamine and serotonin that you'll get from this other behavior. Okay. All right. All right. I know I was a little tough to hear, but <laughs> no, I want awesome. to give you That's something that could call. potentially be helpful. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. All right. You're welcome. All right. I'm going to take you off the hot seat. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, we have one more Corona coaching session that we'll be doing next week. Same time, same place. I appreciate you guys for making space in your life, making can space I, in your heart. Can I just say one thing before we wrap up? Go I don't know it. how often you hear this, but like, I just want to honor you in this moment because you are amazing at what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Like Thank I feel you, so much gratitude. I just want to stay in this bubble forever <laughs> mm, mm. amen hallelujah yeah. Woo. Man, yeah. Rain, baby. All yeah. Right. yeah so thank you jacob you're you're amazing thank you yeah mm. received all right guys well on that note thank you for taking the time to be with us and open your heart and open your mind and allow the course of your destiny to shift embodied grace so much love guys Hope to see you soon. Have a good one.